The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of myself and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by this podcasting platform. The following content is controversial and might be disturbing for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Now, before we jump into the episode, it is time for the cocktail of the day. Today's cocktail is a pineapple basil smash. Now, we're going to use a rocks glass filled with ice, a shaker filled with ice, and a strainer. So we're going to take one and a half ounces of Jameson Irish whiskey, one fourth ounce of chartreuse, one ounce of pineapple juice, and three, four ounces of fresh lemon juice. We're going to shake this all together, and then we're going to strain it into our rocks glass, garnished with a pineapple slice and a basil leaf. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the cocktail of the day. Enjoy. Welcome to season three, episode two. Thank you guys so much for joining me and tuning in. This is Wetlock Chronicles podcast. This call will be recorded and subject to monitoring at any time. To accept this call, press five. To block this call and all future calls, you may begin speaking now. Babe. What's up, baby? I love you. Welcome, welcome, welcome again to season three, episode two. I did miss last Monday, guys. I am so, so sorry. I am trying to get back into being consistent and on time with this podcast. But let me just tell you, it's not my fault. It is not my fault. We're going to blame this on my husband because it is 100% his fault. I was just telling my best friend the other day, actually last night, and I was like, oh my God, like I got to figure out what I'm going to talk about. I got to come up with a title. And as we were talking, I'm like, you know what? The first two episodes was just all love and bliss. These people are going to be like, oh my God, season three is drama because my husband definitely needs medication okay and I swear to god it is not a joke y'all it's really not like I am just like really finding out like I think that he has like ADHD or something 
And I'm telling my best friend, like, dang, like last season, I was just saying, you know, he struggles with being institutionalized, how serious, you know, it is on our relationship and our marriage, you know, and now here we come with the ADHD. And I swear to you, like, I am pretty sure that he actually has that um, because he's all over the place a lot of times. Like, it's like a roller coaster. It is a roller coaster of love, baby. And when I tell you this ride uh, has been severely bumpy, um, exciting, but bumpy. And I am just so glad that I am able to like really have this conversation with his niece, who is my best friend, because I am such a respectful person. Like I would never like talk about my husband in a negative way to anybody but it's just so much stuff to be going on, y'all, that like, oh my God, I can't help but to insert her in stuff. And the crazy part about this is that I am very private when it comes to my relationship. And if it was not the fact that my husband is her uncle, a lot of stuff I probably wouldn't even talk about um, because I've always been like this. Like even sometimes she'll say like, I know you, you know, you be private with your relationship, but you know, how was everything going? Cause I just always been like that. But when I tell you guys, like she has played such a major role in helping me like really, really navigate through this because it's her uncle. She knows him um, on a different level than me. She's been knowing him longer than me. Um, my relationship with him is totally different. You know, we talk about different things, you know, we're in a different type of relationship. But when I tell y'all, sometimes I just don't even say anything to her because I'm like, dang, like every time we talk, it's going to be about him. I don't want it to be about him, you know, but I sometimes have days where I struggle with this relationship with this man because it's like he is all over the place. And I just got to the point last night where I was just like, dang, like I'm getting to the point where sometimes I don't even want to talk to him, not in a bad way, but like I need a break. Let me tell y'all something. I'm gonna tell you how serious this break is. My cell phone, <laughs> I have two cell phones. My cell phone has been off and I have not purposely paid the bill because I needed a break, not just from him, but just from everything, you know, outside of doing his podcast. Um, I have my own bakery, so I'm making cakes, you know, I'm trying to juggle different brands that I'm doing. I have now entered into the influencer. Um, level captivity or whatever you want to call it. So I have all these different things I'm trying to juggle, all these different things I'm trying to upload, um, websites, uh, just everything. And it is a lot. And sometimes I just need a complete break from everything and everybody. And recently it has gotten to the point where the only way that I can focus is I have to tune Anything that is negative, anything that's going to cause me to just like go to too many extremes, I have to cut it off. And lately, my husband has distracted me so much with his roller coaster ride that I literally was like, oh my God, I can't believe I really feel like I don't want to talk to him. 
I've never felt this way about my husband, but for the past couple of days, I have been like responding very slowly. I have been like probably responding only like once or twice to the emails because this man is going to drive me into the loony bin. The craziest part about it is that, um, he knows it, not knows it like he's purposely doing it. But what I have noticed in the past couple of days is my husband doesn't want to hear the truth from me. He's very stubborn. He rejects it all the time. And nine times out of 10, I'm always right. And it has gotten to the point now where he'll admit like, dang, you write about everything. You write about everything. And Last night, he actually told me that he went back and read some of his messages and he was like, damn, I really do be all over the place. And I'm like, damn, you really do. My husband goes from, you know, this this place where being that he's been in prison for so long, uh, I don't want to say so long like that, but just he's been in jail for a, a long time throughout his life. Um and he's never really been in a real, real monogamous, stable relationship. You know, he, I, as I said in the past, he has had relationship with, with multiple people um, all in the same relationship. Um, my husband was previously married before and coming home, you know, he didn't do what he was supposed to do when it came to that marriage and went into, you know, different relationships with different people. And he has been all over the place since he came home from prison at 30 years old, um, what, 15, 20 years ago. So there's a lot of unstableness in him. And, oh, my God, I feel like <laughs> it is all falling on me. My best friend made a very, very good point last week when she said, you know, Rashida, outside of you being in a relationship with him and being in a marriage with him, you're also his friend. You are a friend that he's never really had in anybody. And I was just telling my mom the same thing. Like, I think because of our friendship, it makes me very empathetic to a lot of things that he goes through because I am his friend. I want to see him do well. I want him to reach his full potential. He's a very loving person. He is a very smart person. So even if we weren't together, I would still be rooting for him. I would still be on his team. I would still be helping him because that's what I did before we even entered into a relationship. Um, I think, too, dealing with my dad's situation and kind of understanding, you know, my dad had been, you know, in jail before he passed away. And my dad had, you know, little patches of, you know, run-ins with the law, you know, a week in jail here, two weeks in jail there. So I'm very empathetic because I look at my dad. My dad was a great man, a very intelligent man. Um, IQ score through the roof. And he just had his struggles. He just had things that he was dealing with. So, you know, I don't want to feel like I have a trauma bond with my husband because I don't. I just see so much good in people that I always try to be there and I always try to help. And sometimes, you know, it, 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 I hurt myself in the end doing it. You know, I don't always get the credit for certain things and certain people. And it's okay because that's not why I do it. But with my husband, it's like I love him so much. 
Um, and I want so much for him. And he's my friend that I let a lot of stuff slide that anybody else would have been cut the fuck off a long time ago. Please hear me when I say this. But my husband is on a roller coaster, you know, dealing with prison. I know my husband got ADHD. I am like so, so convinced. He's too all over the place. And a lot of conversations that we have, it's like he will literally spaz out, spaz out. And within those same 24 hours, he'll be like, man, you know, I don't want to be going through all this negative bullshit. You know, we, we pass this, we pass this, we back to normal, we moving on to something else. And I used, and I'd be like, my guy, like, what the fuck? I don't know how to go from psychopath to normality in less than 24 hours. It becomes very draining. It becomes extremely, extremely draining. And this past week, why I did not record on Monday like I was supposed to was because we broke up again for the third time. Something else me and my best friend laughed about because she kept saying, Rashida, but this is your truth. You had this podcast. This is your truth. This is what people are listening to. So even in the moment when you're going through it, you have to tell your truth. And at that time, I was so emotional. I was so drained. I was so irritated. I just did not want to record because I felt like I was going to be extremely vulnerable. I'm going to be so honest with you guys. I didn't want to be crying in between um me trying to express myself because I was so angry and I was so irritated. Um, and I really had to step, take a step back after he sent me a couple of messages yesterday and really understand, like he, he doesn't even realize what he's doing. Um, my husband sent me an email a couple of days ago and told me that I was perfection. Like, I am perfect. You are so perfect. You are perfection. You are everything that a man would want. You're everything that I need, everything that I want. But at the same time, I have my struggles of dealing with wanting my old lifestyle, of dealing with, you know, can I actually do this? Because... His lifestyle, he's never been in a monogamous, monogamous excuse me, relationship. Um, he does not, to him, being with other women is not cheating because it has been accepted by everybody that he's dealt with. So he doesn't understand or know really what it is to be in a real relationship. So just imagine dealing with a person who's incarcerated, who has dealt with being institutionalized from incarceration, who I strongly believe has ADHD, who has never been in a monogamous relationship, who has been able to do what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, with who he wants to do it with for his entire life. And the fact that for only 10 years out of his entire life, um, starting at the age of 15, he was free. For only 10 years as an adult, from 30 years old up to 40 years old and then back incarcerated. Feel my pain? Okay, I, I, I knew that you would. Um, And this is why last episode I said I really did not know my husband like I thought I did. I knew his stories. I knew his relationships. I knew, you know, some of his experiences, but I didn't know 
the mental. I didn't know the trauma. I didn't know the damage or any of that. And for me, a person who has no real baggage, like truthfully, I really don't have baggage. I don't have real baggage. My only baggage is that I do deal with um, these moments where I feel taken for granted, unappreciated, because I have always stuck my neck out for people. So my baggage is kind of like the fear of being there for people again, having people's back, because I have been screwed over so many different times. Um, And I have watched people who have been priority to me make me secondary. And I'm not just, and and I'm not talking about men, I'm talking about friendships, family, everything. So my baggage is mostly emotional um, things that come from that. But when we're talking about ex-relationships, I don't bring my past relationships into my present situation or my future. Um, I've never been with anybody that had to worry about the last person that I was with. Um, I have no kids. He doesn't have to deal with baby daddies. He doesn't have to wonder if I'm messing with my baby daddy. Um, I don't have an ex-husband. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, my relationship with my ex-husband, you know, so I don't really have real baggage. So for me to enter into a situation that turned into a relationship, it turned into a marriage with somebody who has so much, my biggest debate with him is that I have literally sacrificed a lot of my beliefs, a lot of um, values, a lot of things that I would never deal with um, in a relationship for him. I love him and um, I do feel like what we have is worth it. And I do all these things effortlessly. Like, I've never done anything and be like, should I, should I, should I, should I? Like, it's effortlessly. It's what I want to do. Do I regret it? No, I don't. Do I feel like I'm safe in this situation? I actually do. Um, I'm an energy person. My gut has never left me wrong. If anybody who personally knows me, damn it, thinks I'm a psychic. So I don't have a bad feeling about us. Um, I feel really, really good about us. But at the same time, it's hard to explain to a person that's all over the place, to a person that has really had no structure in their life. The only time my husband has been accountable for anything is when he has been in prison. This goes back to him trying to hold on to the little bit of freedom that he can have, that he can control, because everything else has been in a controlled environment, even to who the fuck you got to stay with while you in prison. You don't even choose your roommate. So there's no real freedom. So I... I'm very empathetic to a lot of those things. And I'm telling you, that's why he gets away with a lot of shit. But this man is driving me bonkers. Um, The thing that I do admire about him the most is that you can put him in his place. You can put him in his place. You can make him see things from your point of view. And he really does take that in. I'm going to give him that. He might fight you about it for about, a cup of half a day, but he, he will open up to his errors and his flaws. 
I just feel like he doesn't like to hear it from me. My husband has an issue with the mirror effect, the pulling you on you. He hates that. If I say to him, would you want your daughter to go through this type of situation? Or would you want your daughter? Oh my God, it is almost as if I am killing him when I say that. Because he, I mean, and nobody really wants the mirror effect. Nobody wants to be put in somebody else's shoes, especially if they're the one that's doing something. They don't want that. And he hates that. But if he talks to his niece, he talks to his sister, he talks to anybody, they can get to him and through him in a way that I can't because I just feel like he just wants me to be wrong at that moment at that time um and eventually we do work it out um he is very playful so a lot of times he will try to play his way back into making up and me I'll be like the fuck we not finna <laughs> we're not playing like we got real shit that we got to deal with like we got real obstacles and you want to play so I have just really realized that um at times I am very intense I am a critical thinker um I cannot switch on and off like that with my emotions so I do know that I make things difficult as well I'm not making excuses for it, but I do know I make things um, difficult. I am a lawyer at heart. So my arguments, oh, my arguments be arguments. And if you say something to me and you contradict yourself, I'm pulling that contradiction back up. That is what my husband hates. Because when I go there, like when I really, really go there, like if I had to argue a case right now, hands down, I would win because I'm I'm pulling out everything. I, I'm, I'm investigating. I'm pulling stuff back. I'm telling you, I hold all my cell phones. I have every cell phone since three, iPhone three, always had an iPhone. Uh, I'm pulling back everything. And when I go there with him, he hates it. Because it's like, damn, like she's right. Or damn, I did say this. And that is why he ended up emailing me yesterday. Like, wow, I went back and I read my emails. I read a lot of stuff. And you're right. I am all over the place. Like I have this perfect marriage, this perfect woman in my life. And sometimes I'm still struggling with being a thought. Yes, for the streets. And that is what I tell him sometimes. Like, I mean, you, 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 you for the streets. You want to be for the streets. Um, but he doesn't know anything else but that. Um, and I think that's another fear too. Um, putting yourself out there, putting your heart into something is very, very scary. Being able to control, like, I'm only going to give this much over here. And just in case I'm going to be over here, that's what most people do. Um, I'm not most people. So I pretty much, I'm just not with it. Like you're going to either be committed to this one woman or you're going to be for the streets. And he knows this, but it's a struggle. It's like anything else. When you say a person has been this person for all their life, you know, they're never going to change or things like that. With my husband, I feel like that some days and some days I'm like, how can he, when he knows nothing else? For me, I have experienced a lot. So I kind of know what I want and what I don't want at the end of the day, no matter how appealing certain things may be. Um, I've had options and I've had choices to make. 
But him on the other side, he's only known one life and that life he only experienced for 10 years. So there is a lot, a lot, a lot that goes into um, our relationship and our marriage. And I'm telling y'all, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. I am here to shed light and love about prison relationships. I am here to tell you how to maintain and be happy within these prison relationships. But I am also here to tell you it is hard as hell sometimes. Um, especially when you cannot do anything about it. You cannot go to dinner. You cannot just say, hey, let's unplug. Let's go on a vacation. Let it just be me and you. Um, he's in an aggressive situation. He is in a survival situation. It's very, very different. But what I don't want to do is I don't want what he goes through and the experiences that he has in prison to spill onto me to turn me into another person um if that makes any sense to you guys i still want to be the happy person i still want to be the in love person the caring person i don't want to get to the point where i don't want to talk to him and it's just becoming way too much because of the environment that he's in and the day-to-day things that he thinks about i don't want this experience to turn me i have watched what the system has done to him and it's like i'm fighting him and I'm fighting the system at the same time. And honestly, 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 I have no problem with it because I love my husband. And if he was not my husband and just my friend, I would do the same. And if you know me personally, you would know that to be true. Um, I fight for the people that I care about and the people that I love. I sometimes see more in them than they see in themselves. So I am going to advocate for my husband. I am going to help him get through whatever he needs to get through. Is it hard? Yes, it is. Does it stress me out? Yes, the fuck it does. Um, Sometimes do I want to just unplug, don't talk, move away. I even told him I was just going to move back to New York or Miami like because I needed a break. I have those days. I have those days because uh, most of this is not my stuff. Um, And this is another thing that comes with my emotional baggage. Uh, Most of the things that I go through is not my stuff. It's stuff that I take on from other people. But in order for me to be healthy and happy, I have to do what I need to do for myself and start to put myself first. And me and my husband are actually, actually fighting for so much of what we want individually that we bump heads with each other. And that's what I am trying to not do. I am trying to, you know, love him in a safe space, love him in a healthy space and vice versa. But this man really um, needs some medication. Like I'm sending the SOS out there. Like, oh my God. Like I, I so want to just call these people and be like, hey, you know, uh, uh, how do you, how, how do, how does the jail system deal with people who, um, have these different mental issues? And I'm not trying to say like, he's a mental person, but prison itself, I do believe 
can make you mental. I mean, I am watching him for the four years that I have been communicating with him. I have watched him, you know, go through a lot of up and downs just on a personal level. And it is a lot to deal with. It's definitely a lot to deal with. But hey, you know, I'm here with them. Um, I, I, I took a vow for in sickness and in health. Um, I'm a woman of my word. I'm extremely loyal. If it gets to the point, if it ever gets to the point where it's like, a, hey, I can't do this. Trust and believe I won't do this. But I love my husband. I love what we have. And it's so special. Like I know the past couple of episodes, I have talked about all the crazy, but it's so loving and it's so special. Somebody just asked me the other day, how long me and him had been together. And I was like, damn, it feels like 20 years <laughs> because it does. Um, because I have been knowing him for a long time, but it does feel like a long time. Um, and I'm just ready to experience life with him outside of this situation lord knows i cannot wait for that because this is a very very big burden and a very very huge strain on any relationship but again um there's love there's a lot of love there there's a lot of compassion there and uh, we both really really do fight you know for what we have i used to tell him that i felt like he didn't fight enough but i also see that he's fighting for himself and fighting himself at the same time and honestly i cannot wait until the day that this man comes home and can hit play on this podcast from the very first episode up until when he comes home because I want him to hear everything that I felt, all the ways that I express the way I feel about him and the way I feel about us. Like, because I feel like if he heard it the way you guys hear it, it would mean so much to him. So a lot of times, you know, not only is this my journey, not only is this my truth, this is my dedication to him as well. And I am so glad that you guys are on this journey with me. Hey, I told you I'm going to tell my truth. This is my truth. It's crazy as hell. Um, but it, it is what it is. This is what it is to be in a relationship with someone incarcerated. It definitely has its ups and downs, but it's all on you if it's worth it, if you want to go through it. Um, like any relationship, it's not perfect. No relationship is perfect because each individual person within that relationship is not perfect. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and joining me on season three's episode two. I love you guys. I love you guys. Mwah, 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 mwah. So ladies, self-care is so important now more than ever. That's why when it comes to my skincare, I use Clean Rituals Complete Serum. The benefits are impressive. Clean Rituals keeps your skin smooth, reduces signs of aging, gives you that radiant look, most of all maintains healthy looking skin. I love this serum guys and trust me, you will too. Aging is a fact of life looking your age is not. Visit cleanrituals.com and start your healthy skincare now. That's K-L-E-A-N-R-I-T-U-A-L-S.com. Now back to the show.
Okay, so now it is time for the updates on my husband, aka the extra report. Sidebar, that is his name. That is his um artist name, entertainment name, I guess you want to say extra. Um, he had extra entertainment. And let me just tell y'all, he he really came up with the perfect name for himself because everything about this man is so extra i mean everything about this man is so extra so if you're wondering why i always say the extra report like extra extra read all about it <laughs> this is perfect for him he's very extra but this is the updates on my husband he needs <laughs> a straight jacket he needs some medication he needs some Woosah, he needs to learn how to meditate. He needs to get the hell up out of jail, okay? Outside of that, um he's doing he's doing good. He he's been dealing with a lot of um things, you know, just surrounding him being a man and him being incapable to save the day and be the superhero that he has always been. Um and of course, it's understandable because what man does not feel halfway um, or half of a man when they can't do the manly things that they are supposed to do or what they have been doing all their lives. So he's really struggling with that. You know, he wants to fix everything. He wants to save the day. You know, life out here is not easy. It's very different. And he's hearing it from, you know, his friends, his family, you know, just the different things that people are going through, whether it's, it doesn't even have to be a financial situation, just in general, he's somewhere where he cannot help. He cannot fix it. Um, and he's been so used to being that way. So it's a downer for him. And um, it doesn't help when we go when we're going back and forth. It just kind of adds to it. But outside of that, you know, he tries to remain positive. He tries to, you know, continue to pray and um pray for everybody that he cares about, that he loves, you know, that everybody's okay and you know, everything works out for the better, whatever that may be. But he is he's okay. He's okay. He has been trying to find different classes to take. He stumbled up on something um, about taking leather classes. So he wants me to look into different things that he could possibly do and make um, while he's there. And I just admire that so much. Like he is such a man. Um, and the person that I know him to be like streetwise up against a person that he really is like his spirit and his soul like it's 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 like a butterfly like a caterpillar into a butterfly and sometimes you know just kind of want to go back into being that caterpillar but he possesses so many different skills um that's just amazing to me like he told me he knew how to sew and I'm thinking to myself when I took my home economics class with Miss McNew at Grady High School I tried to sew some boxer shorts and was like fuck no this is not for me um I do not want to learn how to sew <laughs> so to know that he knows how to sew it's like super super cool um but to know that he's willing to 
learn different things and try different things. And he's not like ashamed to say it, you know, because of this image that I have of him and the person that he was like, I'm like, oh, this is a gangster who know how to sew. <laughs> and it's so cute to me, but he said he want to take these leather classes. He wants me to check into, um, check into it, some kind of catalog or something that he wants me to look at. And he's kind of, he's really, really excited about it. Anything that's something new for him to try, he's excited about it. And I do love that about him because I'm the same way. Um, especially if you can make some money off of it, you can, can secure the bag. Um, he's all for it. So he's really excited about that. He wants me to check, check on it. And he's like, you know, I'm not going to do it if you don't really approve, you know, of it, or, you know, if you think it's worth it. So all day yesterday, I, I was trying to update and set up all my different shops from um, the social media platforms and websites and things so that I could actually make a channel where he can, you know, if he decides to do this, where, you know, he can make some kind of profit um, if he sends these things home, um, you know, that he's made or whatever. I'm very supportive of anything that he wants to do. I just love the fact that he's willing to, you know, try different things. Like he has really, really good skills. He knows how to build stuff, make stuff um construction and all these different things um something that he got from his father as well so he's doing he's doing good he's doing good he definitely is trying to um figure out some things to do and i'm just thankful that you guys are continuing to pray for him um keep his spirits uplifted i am extremely grateful you know that my niece my niece, his niece, my best friend does, um, go through these things with me sometimes because it is hard. It's hard to navigate through, um, a situation like this when, you know, your spouse is incarcerated. And then on top of the fact that a lot, you're still learning a lot about this person, um, getting to know their family and sitting around their family, you get a, a a bigger understanding of who the person actually is. And I'm really, really grateful for that. I feel like all these things are moving pieces that help um, maintain a healthy relationship, being, um, being able to have a relationship with the family, being able to be able to communicate about certain things. Um, you get closer to that person and you also get to know them a lot better. So I think all these moving pieces do help. You know, I've, I've had women tell me, you know, they've met a guy in prison. They start dating him in prison. They don't even really know their family. The family doesn't even really know them. Um, and I think that a lot of times that is a major, 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 major issue. Um, in order to know who you're with, you need to know where they come from. I mean, let's just be honest. That's the truth. So I am very grateful and blessed that I have had that opportunity on top of the fact that I already was friends with my husband um, before he even went to went to jail. So a lot of those things do um, play a part. And again, that's why I decided to do this podcast to tell this story, you know, my journey as well as other people's journeys, too. 
um, because it's a lot that goes into it. It's a lot that goes into it. Like I said, on numerous times, you hear so much of the negative than the positive. And I want it to be the positive, but I am not going to sugarcoat it and make it seem like it is extremely blissful um, when it's not. But outside of that, my husband is doing amazing. He actually just emailed me as I'm recording. Um, and just continue to pray for him, continue to pray for all of um these people that are sitting down incarcerated um they go through a lot they go through a lot emotionally they go through a lot mentally and they definitely definitely need our love support and prayers but that is all that i have on my amazing husband again thank you so guys for tuning in and this is season three episode two Having a spouse incarcerated isn't easy. You go through a lot emotionally, mentally, and it can become a financial burden as well. Fed Up Wives is my nonprofit organization that's set to help wives and families of federal incarcerated inmates. We provide counseling, emotional support, and financial assistance for inmate phone calls, postal correspondence, visitation expenses, and back-to-school assistance. To contact us, email fedupwives.org at gmail.com or call 404-543-8688. Now back to the show. They say behind every man there is a great woman, or in some cases, a crazy strong woman. These stories are about the women behind their incarcerated men. Some you may know, some you may not. But this is her story. Her story is about Aisha Atkins. Aisha Atkins is the wife of Jeffrey Atkins, known as Ja Rule, the multi-time American hit maker known for songs like Holla Holla, Wonderful, Between Me and You, Ain't It Funny, and Always on Time. Just to mention a few, as well as working with elite American artists like Ashanti, R. Kelly, Jay-Z, DMX, Redman, and Method Man. The 46-year-old New York native is married to his high school girlfriend, Aisha Atkins. Ja Rule was sentenced to state prison in June 2011 after New York City police found a loaded 40 caliber semi-automatic gun in his car in 2007. And <clears throat> sorry, in March of that same year, he admitted he failed to pay taxes on more than 3 million in income between 2004 and 2006, resulting in a 28-month federal sentence. The rapper served two sentences back-to-back, reportedly leaving a New York state prison where he was serving his sentence for the gun charge, only to be released into federal custody to complete the sentence for the tax evasion. However, since the early 2010s, Ja Rule has often been in the news for his legal problems. He's even spent some time in jail after pleading guilty to certain crimes. While in prison, he managed to accomplish a few feats. Ja Rule has dealt with a few legal issues in the last 20 years. 
In 2003, Ja Rule was accused of punching a man in a Toronto nightclub. He later pled guilty to the assault and received a $1,200 fine. Additionally, he released a public apology to the victim. In 2004, Ja Rule was pulled over in Manhattan for changing lanes without signaling. According to Today, he was arrested for possession of marijuana and driving with a suspended license. The drug charge was dropped, though he pled guilty to the latter charge. Three years later, Ja Rule was arrested and charged with the gun possession. He pled guilty, and in 2010, he was sentenced to two years in prison. Shortly after, Ja Rule received the 28-month sentence related to the tax evasion. He was in prison from June 2011 to May 2013. Ja Rule has since opened up about his time in prison. In a 2013 interview with the Daily Beast, he shared that he tried to work on improving himself behind bars. Quote, I wanted to go into prison and come out a better person mentally and physically. He said, so I read a lot of books, got my GED while in there and worked out every day. Strong body, strong mind. But this isn't about the rapper we all know as Ja Rule. This is about the woman behind Ja Rule, Aisha Atkins, born in New York, October 27, 1977, a Libra, known to her mother as Aisha Fatima Murray. Her mom, Cynthia Harvey Murray, was a professor, and her dad, Dr. Winston Churchill Murray, a politician who is a former member of parliament of Tobago West. The celebrity wife was raised alongside her sister, Melita Murray. She went to high school and graduated in 1994. The two lovers started dating way back in high school. And in 1994, at the same time, when Aisha was only 14 years old, they have been married since 2001 and are still firm in their marriage. They have three children together, Jeffrey Jr., Jordan, and Brittany. Apart from that, she has a, cre a career in the entertainment industry as a socialite, a reality TV personality. She starred in her family reality show, Follow the Rules, which was aired on MTV October 26, 2015 to December 7, 2015. She has appeared on number number of shows like Access Hollywood Live, Wendy, and On The Real. Married to Jeffrey Atkins for over 22 years to her high school sweetheart with a wedding inspired by World War II era of the fictional lovebirds Connie Colleon and Carlos Rizzi from The Godfather. Ja Rule said the secret to their marriage is that they are friends as well as romantic partners. Aisha has been Ja Rule's advocate when things got tough for him. He said his loving, level-headed wife was is what kept him centered, referring to himself as a hip-hop dad. But this isn't about the rapper Ja Rule. This is about Aisha Atkins, mother, socialite, reality star, and advocate. The woman, the strong woman behind her man who stood behind bars. Girls, we run this mother.
Today, on a serious note, we're going to talk about healthcare within the prison system. And before I get into this, I am going to be reading some facts from a article. Um, this is a very upsetting uh, subject for me. So if I do stumble a little bit or I tend to get a little irritated, um, this is why. Um, of course, you know or for those who don't know who may just be listening, my father passed um, while he was in jail in Cobb County um, due to some medical issues that I still strongly believe um, was their fault. And um, reading this just kind of, you know, it's, it's very upsetting, but here we go. Each year that someone spends in prison costs uh, I'm sorry, cuts their life expectancy by two years. Mass incarceration multiplies that impact on a societal level. If not for incarceration, the U.S. life expectancy would be five years higher. The state of healthcare behind bars bears much of the blame for those figures. Medical neglect kills hundreds of incarcerated people every year, despite the 1976 Supreme Court ruling that deliberate indifference to medical needs amounts to cruel and unusual punishment. The COVID-19 pandemic compounded the impact of this inadequate care, with nearly 3,000 incarcerated people dying due to the virus in March of 2020. Routine care is denied. The New York Supreme Court held the New York City Department of Correction in contempt for failing to comply with an earlier order to provide people in its custody with access to basic medical services. A lawsuit filed by public defenders and pro bono associates noted that more than 1,000 instances in December 2021 alone in which someone did not make a scheduled medical appointment because a corrections officer did not escort them. Corrections officers often record incarcerated people as declining treatment that they were in fact never offered. This April, people held on Rikers missed 11,789 medical appointments. The New York ruling highlights the denial of basic care that plagues jails and prisons nationwide. In these state facilities, more than 20% of incarcerated people with pre-existent medical conditions go without care. That number jumped to more than 68% in local jails. Among a population more likely to suffer from chronic health conditions like heart disease and diabetes, that inadequate care can be deadly. Denial of medical care stretched to COVID-19 vaccine distributions too. When vaccine eligibility was introduced, people living in congregate settings such as nursing homes or homeless shelters were given priority access due to their increased vulnerability. However, some states excluded people living in jails and prisons, defying the recommendations of public health experts. New York was one of those states. Before the state's Supreme Court ruled that excluding incarcerated people was dangerous and discriminatory. Incarcerated people are similarly excluded from medical coverage, which greatly diminishes access to critical care. Physicians who work in jails 
also describe conflicts that arise due to the structure of the system, which leaves patients' health and tension with the corrosive toll of incarceration. Quote, one of the practices that's ongoing today is having health staff clear people for punishment and solitary confinement. Dr. Homer Venters, former chief medical officer of New York City jail system, told the Gothamist, it's unethical, but it happens in almost every jail in the country, and it really degrades our ability to care for patients and their ability to trust us. The cost of care is prohibitive. People held in jails and prisons are required to pay co-pays from two to five dollars even though they typically make between 14 to 63 cents per hour that's equivalent to a copay of hundreds of dollars for people making minimum wage expensive copays often prove prohibitive give incarcerated people pause before seeking treatment the NCCHC says that co-pays may jeopardize health for incarcerated people, staff, and the public alike, and that the fee collection may actually cost more than the revenue co-pays generate. Overcrowding drives many of most significant health threats in jails and prisons. Dangerous overcrowding in the California state prison system led the U.S. Supreme Court to rule the conditions unconstitutional in 2012 and the order the state to reduce the number of people increased by 46,000. A lower jail and prison population will lead to better health outcomes and place less stress on inadequate health care systems. Improved oversight can improve these systems too. New York provides a case study, a 2009 law created health department oversight of jail and prison practices regarding HIV and hepatitis C. Markley improving care while still, felt, while still falling short of what is needed. Dr. Venters called for the creation of an office of correctional health which would track the health risk of incarceration while providing evidence-based care. Oversight must be expanded. Last year, former Governor Andrew Como signed a bill that would give the State of Department of Health more power over the prison health care. Legislators in New York should, should press for passage of that bill Next, le next legislative session and lawmakers nationwide should pursue similar tactics to provide health care, better health care. Um, as I read that, I thought about uh, a friend of mine, um, Magic. Um, Magic was BMF. Um, and by me being a waitress in that era, um, I was really cool with a lot of them. My friend Val, uh, one of my best friends, Val, rest in peace, were um, two of the most popular waitresses around that time between um, 
Gentlemen's Club and Magic City. And that's how I befriended Magic. Magic was incarcerated at the Atlanta United States Penitentiary um, here in Atlanta, Georgia. And during counts, he was complaining about not being able to breathe. And the corrections officer basically told him that he needed to get back into his cell um, without trying to figure out what was going on with him, without trying to give him adequate care, um, made him go back into his room where he died of an asthma attack. Um, there are so many stories that I can give you. Magic is one. My dad is another where there is so much inadequate health care within the prison system. And it really, really upsets me um, on a, a level I can't even describe because I, I don't even know what words to put together. But um, something needs to be done about this. Something definitely needs to be done about this. A lot of times you hear people say, you know, oh, you know, when people in jail, they get the best health care. You know, they take care of them. Um, no, no, no. Overcrowding. Um, I think the biggest issue that stuck out to me is to hear that actual correction officers are lying saying that people are turning down the health care because they don't want to take them. Whew, that is some bullshit if it's not anything else. Um, again, outside of telling my journey, outside of talking about this love story, outside of talking about me and my husband, the up and downs, um, I have always, always throughout these three seasons still talked about the seriousness within the prison system um, what goes on within the prison system some things people don't want to hear don't like to hear but it is the truth um this is my part of what i want to contribute and put out there within this platform to bring awareness first and foremost if you have a loved one incarcerated whether it's your boyfriend your brother your cousin your uncle your daddy whoever it is you must, you must do everything you can to be their voice. You must let these people know that they have people on the outside that love them, that look out for them, that talk to them every day. Um, you have to do your part to protect them as much as they can because as you see, the people on the inside are not doing that. Um, this COVID-19 situation was horrible for the prison system um it was horrible for everybody everywhere but within the prison system it was horrible um a lot of times they were just throwing these men and these women into solitary confinement they weren't giving them medication they weren't giving them any other things that they needed to survive and beat this situation um and a lot of people died a lot of people died a lot of people are dying in prisons because of this inadequate health care so again guys Please, if you have people that are incarcerated, um, look out for them. Look out for them. The number one health um, issue that I know about personally is most of our black men that go into prison come out as diabetics. I know six or seven of them that did not have diabetes until they went into the prison system. The food, the dietary a supplement they don't have they are eating junk and now that everything is so industrialized you know they're packaging up food it used to be at some point you know prisons had farms they grew their food they had cooks that were actually cooking real food everything now is packaged up with 
very, very high sodium um, and it's not good for them. And I mean, sometimes they're choosing to eat trash because they don't want to even eat the prison food. They're choosing to eat honey buns and noodles and, you know, all these things, my husband included, you know, he tries very, very hard to eat as healthy as possible um, while incarcerated, but it is hard. I mean, think about it out here in the free world. Bad food is cheaper than healthy food. So a lot of times when you're hungry, you're going to go get that 99 cent hamburger from one of these fast food restaurants than trying to go somewhere and, and just get all the things you need to make a healthy sandwich or a healthy salad. It's more expensive. So please, guys, um, check on your people. Check on your people. Make sure that these people know that they are loved on the outside. Do not go for, as my dad says, the wooden nickel. You have to stay on this Trust me, trust me when I tell you, you do not want to lose a loved one while they are incarcerated. It is the worst death that they will experience. It is the worst death that you will experience. I am living proof. Um, one day, you know, I will sit down and unpack everything, um, you know, involving my dad's situation but I am telling you from the bottom of my heart that is not what you want that is not what you want so it is very 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 imperative that you check on your people um call the jails make sure you know that that you're their voice because they will overlook them they will overlook them and that is all that I have guys um for on a serious note oof this one made me emotional um that is all that I have. Thank you guys so much for tuning in um, and joining me on this episode, uh, season three, episode two. guys so quick updates quick updates we're gonna get to the meat and potatoes as they say it is very 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 important important for me not just to me but podcasters period we need feedback we need feedback we need um reviews we need all of that. So I am asking all you guys, all you wonderful listeners out there who are taking the time to hear me talk and tell my story and be on this journey with me, please, if you are using Apple, please leave a review, good or bad. Constructive criticism does not bother me, but messy shit does. So please do not come on my platform with nothing messy. You will be ignored possibly maybe even cursed out first but seriously guys leave a review i love reviews it helps with my ratings it helps with this podcast um if you're on spotify you can do the same if you want to interact with me you can ask questions um I want to start communicating and interacting with you guys more. You can leave me DMs. You can leave me messages, um, emails. If you want to tell a story, if you want to tell a part of your love story, if you want to be anonymous, however you want to do it, I want more interaction. Please, guys, I really, 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 really enjoy interacting with you guys. Um, and the ratings and the reviews are very, very important. Um, 
I have been working very hard to um, get all of my platforms together. So from the website to Patreon to social media, I am trying to do a lot to make everything make sense um, for myself and for you guys out there. Now, the website is pretty much a personal blog of mine. I mean, it's about me. I tell different things. It's still all Wetlock Chronicles, um, but I also have my picks, things that I like, things that... um. Uh, cool finds, books that I recommend. So if you go on my website, there is a page called My Picks. It also sends you to my um, Amazon storefront where I choose different things for health and beauty, um, cool eclectic things I like to get, just my likes, just my likes. If you want to know me, you can know me through that page. You can see what I like to read, what I recommend, the apps that I like to use, the games that I like to play. Um, I am a Apple um, program um, partner, which means that you can click the links to any of those items and you can shop through me. The link will still take you straight to Apple, um, but you can make your purchases up under my account. It helps me. It gets me more numbers. Um, it just puts me where I am actually trying to go with this podcast and just an influencer um, as well. So if you go on there, you'll see uh, links to Apple, you'll see links to Amazon, you'll see cool things that I support, um, businesses that I support. I'm still working on the website, but I'm getting there. There's also a page on there for the merchandise. You can't buy through the website right now, but you can see um, some of the apparel, the Wetlock Chronicles apparel that I do have on there. Now, I do have a shop on Shopify. The Shopify is connected to both um, the Wetlock Chronicles podcast Instagram as well as my personal Instagram, Rashida underscore the brand. If you want to get some of the apparel, you can shop on either one of those as well as Facebook. I will start adding more merch. My goal is to focus on the ladies who are married to incarcerated people, uh, men, um, the brides, the bride-to-be's. You know, we don't have the typical engagement party or the bachelorette party or the wedding party, you know, wedding dinners, wedding breakfast. And I want to cater to that. I really do. I want to cater to that. So I am going to start adding merch um, and developing merch for those things. The cute bride-to-be robes and t-shirts, you know, for your bridal shower. I still want to make your love story fun, um, even though it's not your typical love story. So those items will be coming soon, as well as um, ink pens, paper, notepads, all of those things are on, um, on those platforms for you to shop and buy. As I said, I will still be including more things. Um, so yes, the website, um, Patreon to become a Patreon, you have to sign up for the membership for you to even get into the Wetlock Chronicles page. If you follow any other um, podcast, you know Patreon is an exclusive 
um, place for you to see different content, stuff that you don't, you won't hear about or, or see on a website or see on a social media page. This is just an exclusive membership. And within those, mem- within that membership, there are four tiers where depending on how much you want to pay monthly, you get different perks. The highest is a $40 membership, but what comes with that is mer- free merch, um, throughout your membership, whatever it is that I'm giving away, whatever the item is of the month or different things like that, you get exclusive um, rights to all of those things um, within that membership. What else? What else? What else? Oh my God. I'm just working on a lot of different things. The, the, the shops, um, getting all of the social media up to par, trying to post more, trying to update more. Just a lot, just a lot, just a lot. So I want to celebrate something, guys. Oh my God, I want to celebrate something. First of all, first of all, yesterday, yesterday I got a notification that Wetlock Chronicles podcast, as of yesterday, has reached 5,000 plays. That is huge. That is huge for me. That is a goal that I was trying to reach. And it's huge to me because... It's me by myself pushing this podcast. I don't have a celebrity friend. I don't have a celebrity backing. It's just me. And it's me talking about something that is really not as popular as true crime and, you know, um, hip hop, different things. And I love my drink champs. I love my million dollar worth of game. I love all of those podcasts. They are extremely extremely popular um and make and have a lot of plays a lot of listeners a lot of subscriptions a lot of followers um because they ha- they came from a place each one of them came from a place their notoriety happened before their podcasting so it's just little old me pushing this podcast with 26 countries listening. And I am extremely proud of myself. I want to say thank you to everybody that has been listening, that continues to listen, that continues to pass the word on. 5,000 plays as of yesterday is a major accomplishment for me. And I just want to thank you guys so much. I have had a hundred new um, visitors to the website since I've been talking about it. Guys, please continue to visit these sites, visit these pages, leave reviews, leave comments. Like it's putting this podcast where I need to be. It's putting it where I need to be. Um, If you want to, um, you know, try to talk about your business, your brand, um, um, using me as promoting it and things like that, you can reach me um, through Wet Lock Chronicles podcast. I do have price packaging for that. Um, You know, if you want to help sponsor whatever it is you want to do. Whatever it is you want to do, I'm game for it. Reach out to me. Like I said, I am trying to get this podcast. to where I want it to be very successful. I'm trying to be up in the top fifties and things like that. And like I said, for this to be the subject matter is not something that most people just want to sit around and listen to, you know, relationship things or whatever, but this is not the average relationship. So I am just excited that I do have the followers that I have. I love each and every one of you guys. I promise you I do. If you're listening to me, This is for each person listening. I love you and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Please continue listening. 
please continue passing the word on. Please leave a review. Please leave a comment. Please visit these sites. If you uh, like anything on my pics page, click the links, um, books, whatever it is. Fuck with your girl, please. <laughs> that is my plea. That is my plea to all you guys out there. Seriously, thank you so, 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 so much for supporting this podcast and for supporting me. Um, uh, let me see. Let me make sure I have my all my updates. I have sometimes I have to write, I have to write my updates down just so I make sure I cover everything. Um, if you want to donate and support this podcast. You can find the Cash App link. You can um, also donate through the Spotify or the Anchor. Um, All this information is on the website if you want to do that. Um, Like I said before, this is not an easy job. This is not an easy job. Not only am I the host, I'm the author, the producer, the engineer. I mean, I did engineer that hot ass beat that you guys are hearing now for season three so if you want to donate um you can like i said you can go to the website it has the links on there um the spotify has the donation link as well so if you do guys again it would be very 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 much um appreciated um website wetlock chronicles of a prison wife.wordpress.com i will be changing that uh domain very shortly the shop is on wetlock chronicles podcast that's instagram also it's linked to my personal uh rashida underscore the brand and please feel free to follow follow these pages guys please follow and um spread the word about following on the on the social media um, pages that helps too i was tripping the other day because i started looking at how all these people are now getting verified and i'm like oh you know when you're doing this the when you're doing a podcast and you know you're talking to people eventually you know you get to that verification point and i don't think people really realize how port, important that is for a person like me who's doing a podcast or for for someone like me who is um just entering this influencer um situation is important because it actually brings you more money um you make more money the more um people follow you you make more money the more people follow you the more brands pay attention to you um the more brands pay attention to your podcast the more supporters you get the more sponsorships you get the more paid sponsorships you get it it it, it's important it's very very important um and that is what i am trying to um trying to get to when it comes to this podcast this is something that i really enjoy doing i really enjoy doing um and i'm trying to um stay out of the mental institution (laughs) so that i can continue to bring you uh these episodes but that is all that i believe that i have for the updates guys thank you again so much 5,000 plays, 26 countries. I want to shout all of you guys out, like each and every one of you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and that is all that I have for the updates. I don't think I missed anything. If I did, guess what? I'll talk about it on episode three. Thank you again for tuning in and joining me. This is Wetlock Chronicles podcast. You can find this podcast on Mondays at 9 p.m. on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Please like and follow Wetlock Chronicles Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, Wetlock Podcast on Twitter and Patreon. The website, Wetlock Chronicles of a PrisonWife.wordpress.com. All links and pages can be found within the show notes. Please be sure to leave a comment or a review on the Apple or Spotify platform. Until next week, this is Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. This call will be recorded and subject to monitoring at any time. To accept this call, press 5. To block this call and all future calls, you may begin speaking now. Babe. What's up, baby? I love you. Now.